Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. My dad called me with the sort of end of the world narrative and was just like, it's time to get home. We don't know where this is going to go. It could, it could be way worse than we think, which it did end up being. And he really strongly encouraged me to come home. There was this big, bold lettering. It just said, coronavirus is out. It had heaps of exclamation marks, looked quite severe. And then both our... Our mothers were also in touch with us, urging us to come home. And then my dad rang me and was like, hey, what are you? What are your plans? And I was like, I actually don't have, I don't even have a pla at this point. And I didn't have a, I didn't have a pla when I moved. Like, <laughs> you have just heard from Eva Wiles, Finlay Buchanan and Conan Hayes. They are just three of many young Kiwis who, when faced with the pandemic, decided to put their overseas lives on hold, get on a plane and move back home. Growing up, our 20s have typically been advertised to us as the sort of decade of travel with the perks of adulthood but without any serious ties or responsibility. But have the consequences of COVID forced young people to rethink their 20s? And has it changed anyone's life for the better? My name is Isabella Austin. I am 24 years old. And my name is Emma Haupt, also 24 years old. We're the creators of this Generation COVID episode where Eva, Finlay and Conan will share with us their experiences of coming back home to New Zealand. And a heads up, this podcast contains swearing, which may offend some people. Oh, and before we start, we'd like to thank Finlay and his friends Hamish, Samisi and Dee for the music which you'll hear throughout this episode. Eva Wiles is 24 years old. After two years in New York, working for a film production company as an associate producer, making friends over there that felt like family, she was planning to stay overseas for at least another five years. COVID brought her back to New Zealand. It initially started off as this huge joke. When COVID came up in conversation, it was colleagues sort of laughing about it and being like, oh, you know, maybe we won't be able to do this job because of COVID. Really, everybody was taking it super lightheartedly. And then I remember there was one time I was standing in the kitchen at my at the office that I worked at and I was speaking to one of the producers and she was telling me that her flatmate's mum had recently come back from China and passed away and that they thought it was from coronavirus but that people were refusing to test her and then she passed away. And that's when it sort of... I remember getting very scared at that point. It wasn't confirmed that that was the case and it turns out, obviously, retrospectively... COVID was going around America all of February. Finlay Buchanan, 24, set off for Europe in early February 2020 after quitting his job as a journalist in Auckland. He had mentally prepared to take a break. Before COVID hit, his initial plan was to travel and work throughout the continent for a couple of years. I thought Europe would be a really uh, lovely option. There was actually, I was kind of romanticising about milking goats um, somewhere down in Spain. Um, and just completely 
be on a kind of off-grid environment. And I I guess I had these weird kind of naive thoughts about um, traveling through Europe and potentially staying there. And, and it felt really, I don't know, it just felt really good. Conan Hayes, 23, was living in Auckland for a year after graduating Toy Fakati Drama School, but the aspiring actor gradually became less aspirational, so he decided Melbourne would provide better quality of life and ample partying opportunities to lift his spirit, until, of course, COVID hit, which brought him back home to Dunedin. I think when I moved to Melbourne, I thought I was going to get double my pay in hospitality work. <laughs> like, just more money. <laughs> I thought I was going to meet like a really cute Melbourne boy <laughs> and I was like keen to just be in a completely new city meet new new people that I've never met before and I really wanted to just party a lot. <laughs> I'd say it would have been February 20th maybe I started getting really sick and I I like couldn't see properly when I was at work and I'd, I'd never felt so sick before I went home immediately and had this really bad fever couldn't taste anything I remember I called my mum and was like this grown woman well not grown woman but I just bawled my eyes out because I'd never been that sick before and I just had no idea what it was I thought it was a really bad flu Life in New York then changed drastically for Eva. Her workload dropped and panic buying of groceries kicked off in New York. Shit was getting real. So I went from having this like crazy desk job where we would have, you know, at least a couple hundred emails coming in a day about different projects we were working on to refreshing my inbox and having, you know, like five emails a day, which was super scary. And I just started watching Al Jazeera all day. It was a lot because that was when everything was starting to really ramp up and I remember going to the supermarket and buying all these emergency supplies. It was kind of this mania in New York where everybody was figuring out which supermarkets you could still go to to buy things. I bought all this canned food on the Friday and then by the Sunday I had a ticket booked and by the Sunday afternoon I was flying out. Finlay was travelling through Europe with a few friends and then they arrived in Germany. And so we were in Berlin for three weeks. We were on the, the Workaway initiative, so we were trying to find you know people we could stay at free of charge and then work for them or do something in the community. But we got as far as buying a car. Then we kind of realised it was quite a serious thing, this pandemic. So it was quite funny. We had to go back to Amsterdam and then book flights we had just bought this car and we hadn't been able to get it registered. So we were actually driving on an unregistered car. We're kind of stuck between this Ford Fiesta and a hard place. We were trying to sell it off to people, but we seemed probably seemed pretty dodgy. And then we just had to ditch it, give the people we were staying at the keys. And we got to the airport and we realised we couldn't get on our flight and this Dutch woman said the airport was closing down for two months and that we weren't able to catch our flights and so we had to then go back to the people we were staying at. It felt like we were stuck there, definitely, but 
we, we were luckily kind of redirected on, on another flight. I was at this guy's house who I had met and we'd gone on a few dates and we were just chilling. I think it was on the news about Jacinda saying, look, New Zealand's going to go into a lockdown in a few days or... I can't remember how long we had of a warning fully before, but it was like an alert about that. And he was like, uh-oh, and I was like, uh-oh, oh well. But in my gut, I was like, shit, what does this mean? I come home to my flat and all my friends from Auckland were messaging me saying, hey, Conan, so what are you, what's your plan? Are you coming, like, when are you coming back? I even just assumed I'm coming back. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, what? Like, is it really that big of a deal? <laughs> and then the alert went into Melbourne of level three happening. And then my work, I worked in a Mexican restaurant and they messaged me saying, hey, look, hey, everyone, sorry, but only one person is on this week due to COVID. We're doing delivery only. And I was like, well, fuck, like, I've got no money. It, it honestly felt like the, the amazing race, like the end of the world. <laughs> I had like a few hours of flying until New Zealand was full on lockdown. So everyone was rushing to get home. Everybody was, I remember we got off, my plane was delayed from Melbourne to Auckland. And once we landed in Auckland, there was that huge line of all of us trying to get the COVID questionnaires and shit sorted before going in. And everyone in line got the alert all at the same time. So like that alert sound, that like everyone, in the line had it it was just like this big huge end of the world like fucking feeling i transferred through lax and it was just it was before everybody was flying home so it was just empty at lax it was i remember walking from one terminal to the other and i don't know how long it was it felt long <laughs> um, but i bumped into two people the whole time which was bizarre for LAX. It felt like with gathering up all my stuff so last minute and like hopping on a plane it felt like I was just going for like a weekend trip to like get away from the city or something which sounds like I knew what was going on and I knew it was big but definitely I think it took months for me to mentally catch up with like taking those actions. Like it was definitely just it felt very fuzzy at the time. Lockdown actually was kind of a really interesting time. I had to go to this family friend's place in Bagley's Beach up north, and I was there on my own for two weeks. It was quite an odd time staying at this little cottage um, on my own there, and I remember like the first night or something, I saw a rat in the house and was like chasing after it with a broom and um, just felt a little bit, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it was just kind of a, this is just an odd transition coming from Amsterdam and Berlin and then suddenly being at this little shack in Bagley's Bay. Like I went full nostalgia when I moved back, like I went back to all the old spots I used to play, because I hadn't been home all of 2019 from Auckland. Like I didn't go home once, I don't think. I think I just went home for Christmas and, and, that, and then after that, I moved to Melbourne. So when I went back, I was like super excited just to reconnect with that space and kind of be like, 
oh, this is my childhood and go for bushwalks outside and like just explore and listen to music. After like, I think it was two weeks of kind of sleep deprivation and like, you know, staying up till three and then waking up at midday and just being like, fuck, is this going to go on for months? Like, I can't have this happen. And I remember there was like, there were differently crises, like <laughs> inside lockdown, what am I doing with my life? What do I do now? I Melbourne failed, Auckland, I wasn't really keen on. Coming home made me go like, oh, this is what I needed to do the whole time. I didn't even need to move to Melbourne. I just needed to go back home from Auckland. Like, and I just felt like a huge weight had lifted and, I was just like, oh, I'm just about to be, I'm, I'm going into lockdown at my family home. Like, I'm actually really excited about that. <laughs> I couldn't isolate at my family home because my mum was a midwife and so she was going to the hospital every day. So it just wasn't safe. Um, but luckily one of her colleagues at the hospital had an empty Airbnb because obviously nobody, Airbnbs were just emptied at that time. What I'd do most days is I'd wake up quite early um, I don't know what I did in the morning, but all of a sudden it would be like midday and I'd be like, I don't know what's just gone on, but time would just like reintroduce itself. You'd be like, oh, so it's 5pm now, like, cool. <laughs> I guess I just like ate food and I read a lot of books and I lay down on the floor a lot and I had this, my brother dropped off this big whiteboard and so I had this like, huge whiteboard that I would just like write ideas down. I suppose that was when I decided I, I should get something out of these two weeks and so yeah I actually started writing a lot of poetry during that time and then I really started getting into it and just as my two weeks was finishing the whole country then went into lockdown and so then I moved from Bagley's Beach to um, my parents half done house in Maharangi and I stayed there on my own, yeah, for a month. And then I was like, all right, well, you just need to build your serotonin up because I got quite low. So I just made it imperative that I kept the promise that I worked out every day. And it started with that, exercising with a jump rope and then just making sure at some point in my day, doesn't matter if it's in the morning or at night or whenever, I just get the certain circuit done of exercising. And I'd start getting really restless because I hadn't done anything. And so I, at 4pm every day, for at least two, three hours, I would sit down and write. And ended up finishing a manuscript during the time, which was pretty wild. And then at 6, 7pm six, I'd make dinner. I don't know what happened with the rest of the evening. It's all like a massive blur. Like I did all those, all these, you know, hipster young things, <laughs> like cold showers, Wim Hof breathing. I would meditate every day, and some days were harder than others, but that that was just the promise I had to keep for myself. I just realised that I really wanted to just spend the year, the next year, writing, and that's kind of what I've done since. So that's been great. I've talked to people that talk about lockdown, and they actually quite enjoyed it, um, and got quite a lot of positive development from it. I think I kind of just uh, spiralled a wee bit, maybe. The main thing would just be that I did get that manuscript finished. I don't think I would have had the time to do that otherwise. And it kind of gave me this sense of hope that I could, that if I wanted to, I could probably try and do that full time. 
lockdown, I think everyone felt it. We all kind of just reevaluated. Oh, life is for living. Like, I don't know if I've been fully doing it for the most. I think uh, stopping for that time and realizing what I valued, how I wanted to spend my time, it was to write really, and so and read and be outside and be be in the environment. That's how I kind of just wanted to live. And I think being in lockdown, that really seeded that way of life, I guess. There was definitely a part of me that was like, moving to Melbourne, I'll feel different. I'll be diff- like, I'll, and it doesn't change anything in terms of your mental state. Wherever we are, and if we're breathing, then we've got options to live our best life, you know what I mean? To do what we want or to make choices for ourselves or to have to introduce boundaries or self-respect or, you know, to live authentically. We can do that anywhere. We don't need to be in Berlin or fucking New York to have that happen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Ratings are important. Also, tell your friends and family to listen. That'd be lovely. You can find the rest of the Generation COVID series on the RNZ website, as well as a heap of other podcasts too. Like conversations with my immigrant parents. We really love that podcast. This podcast is produced and presented by me, Isabella Austin. And me, Emma Haupt. Justin Gregory is the series producer, and Tim Watkin is the executive producer for podcasts and series. Jeremy Ansel is the engineer. Thank you very much to Eva, Finlay and Conan for sharing their stories. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.